People out in the streets of Boston making 26.2 look like Sesame Street today. What's up, squad? Welcome back. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, welcome to the welcome to the real deal. I am so excited to have you here. And this week, quick hit, I just really wanted to talk about Marathon Monday here in Boston. And this is going to span well beyond just Boston City proper. So if you're from somewhere else and you're already like, "Ah, not me, trust me, you want to stick around because it is a good one. It's spicy and I'm in the moment and I'm just rolling with it. The city is teeming with energy as it always is and of course coming off of COVID last year and the marathon not happening and just all that this city has to, I don't know, I can't even just describe the energy of the Boston Marathon and what happens in this city when the marathon comes and all these runners and it's just super inspirational, super motivational, all of the things. And today after I drove out to my Chestnut Hill class, we were going to pop over one of our very own, a soul cycle colleague of ours who is a senior studio manager here. His name is Sean Mahoney. We he was running the marathon. And so a couple of us were waiting around and we wanted to cheer him on. And it's really an interesting thing to go and I I never think of myself as such a spectator in any realm. I'm always somebody that's in the middle of things, on the field, in the arena. I definitely always put myself out there, things like that, as I'm sure so many of you do. But there's something really special that happens as a spectator and watching someone do something truly amazing. And I found myself, even though I had no connection to these athletes running by me, I found myself getting extremely emotional. And I think if anybody has ever gone to watch something of this caliber or something similar to running a marathon, then you might have felt that wave of emotions kind of wash over you as well. And I really have to thank my Soul Cycle team who is with me today. Shout them out, Clarissa, Abby, Ken's, Zita, Melissa. Because we were standing around and I was kind of joking. I was like, oh gosh, like the day is really getting away from us. We're still waiting for Sean. I have to, you know, I have to get back and I have to film the podcast. And I was like, I don't even know what I'm going to talk about. And there in that moment, it came to me with the help of Clarissa. She was, we were like volleying back and forth what to talk about. Talk about the marathon. And I was like, I'm not running it. What am I going to talk about? But something really cool happened today that I think might happen to many of you out there in, again, a different insert your situation here. But this is what happens when we push ourselves to do really cool, inspiring shit. When you take on a goal or a dream or a wish that other people might think is crazy, that other people are like, no way, there's no way, how are you going to do that? You only train 12 miles, how are you going to run a marathon? Or all the different myriad, whatever anybody else says. The really cool thing about people accomplishing really wild goals and lofty dreams is then you inspire someone else to go out there and live their bigger purpose and it's like this giant bravery train the brave train 
hence the title. Because by you being brave and going after something big and scary, I mean a marathon, we'll just use it. Let's just go with it. A marathon for an example. I'm standing there watching my friend Sean run this marathon and I'm like, I can do this. Why can't I do this? I could do this. And it allowed me the moment to even just consider it where I maybe never would have considered it before if I hadn't just gone and stood on those sidelines and cheered for the last four hours or whatever it was of this day and and watched these amazing people do this, push their bodies and really experience the mental toughness and the cheering and whatever was going on. It was extremely inspirational. And I think that's what happens when we bear witness to other people doing incredible things. And I think there's really something to say about that. When we are brave enough to step out and accomplish the ideas, the things people think are crazy, the things people think we will never achieve, or how could you do that, or whatever, we prove that it's possible. So then someone else can follow in our footsteps and maybe even climb higher on the mountain or do something crazier. I've said this before in a podcast, but... The Latin prefix of competitor or competitive is competere. I think I'm saying that right. Competere. And I don't know because I'm pretty sure we don't speak Latin. It's a 17th, it's an ancient, it's an ancient language. Um, but it comes from two different words. Com meaning together and petere meaning aim at or seek. And so that's the thing is if we kind of, remove the layers of the fierce competition like I want to beat this person I want to be better than them and we kind of remove that lens of the I guess the the bite of what being a competitive athlete is or just a competitive person and we look at it as competition is really just this beautiful like dance between people we could say two people we could say people of leveling up Like I'm going to run this and then you're going to run this or I see someone doing something so I'm going to go out and try it and then I might do this and it's like, and by by this competition, by this leveling up, by this almost like, I don't even want to use that word because competition I feel like has always has such like, it's not even a negative sense but it, it implies that somebody has to lose and I don't really see it like that in this situation. I see it as I'm going out to do something super badass and I hope it inspires you to do something even more badass. And and through that series, it's the snowball effect of people just leveling up and leveling up and leveling up and striving and doing more and accomplishing more and just being super badasses. Does that make sense? I hope my train of thought is coming through clear. But that's really the message that I wanted to extend to anyone listening is to maybe change the perspective of how you look at your competition to wow that's actually something that I can achieve because the fact that someone else is doing it that another human being is doing something that I want to do or I want to strive to be or a job I want or in a position that I want the fact that they are doing it The fact that they are walking through it is just proof that I can too. And I'm not saying it's going to be easy. 
I'm not saying it's going to be challenging as hell. It might require different skills I don't have. It might require different schooling. It might require different training. But the fact that another human being is out there achieving something that I myself want to achieve is proof that I can do it too. Straight up. Like it's proof that I can figure it out if I so choose, if I get, we call it the bug or the itch. If I have that so big in my belly or the fire is burning so deep within to get out there and achieve something that someone else, that I'm watching someone else doing, it's almost like you're sitting on the sidelines watching someone else achieve what you want. And in that moment, that is thus proof that you can get out there and do it too. And that's kind of the way I felt today. At first, I was like, there's no way I could run a marathon. There's just no way. No way I could do it. Absolutely not. How would I do that? How would I do that with soul? How would I do that with blah, 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 blah? And I gave myself every single reason that I wouldn't be able to do the marathon. Isn't that interesting how we deny ourselves of our own success or something that we want to achieve in our minds before anyone else does? You feel me on that, right? Like, why would I give myself a no ever? Why would I ever dish myself a no when deep down I am so capable? And we do that so often. We are wildly capable. Eric Thomas always says that. I'm not phenomenally skilled. I'm phenomenally willed. And that's what I mean. I might not possess everything I need in this moment to go out there and achieve it, but I can, de- I can develop a plan. I could watch what that other person is doing and instead of getting jealous of what that person is doing, I can look at them and be like, all right, that's proof that I can do that. And instead of feeling those negative thoughts like jealousy or, you know, comparison or all the badland shit, if I look at that person, I'm like, wow, I'm actually inspired by them. That's just proof that I can walk that journey as well and make it my own and make it something maybe even better, dare I say it. I thought about that a lot this week when I listened, I stumbled upon Ed Milet and Mel Robbins. Mel Robbins is coming out with a new book that I highly suggest everyone check out. But she was talking about how looking at what you're jealous of is a trigger for you because Really, all that jealousy is, is something that you want. And it's a calling or it's something inside. It's something you want that you are not actively seeking. There is a call or a nudge from the universe that when you see someone else doing it, it irks the shit out of you. And that's where that evilness of the jealousy and the comparison syndrome drops in because it's scratching. It's like it's like the universe kind of like being that annoying person that's like, Oh, like, look at what them they're doing. And I'm going to stir things up in you because you are not showing up as the full, most best version of you. And you're holding yourself back from a bigger, better purpose and something that you might be more passionate about. And it, it's kind of like the universe is kind of being like, ah, 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 here I am. And the way that shows up, the way that manifests is by you looking at somebody and being triggered by their lifestyle because it's actually in, it's in actuality what you would like to be doing. They're living what you would like to live or something about the way they're living is extremely palatable to you. 
So it might not be the exact job or the exact role or the exact whatever, but when something irks you about someone or something they do or something they say or something whatever, it's really like, it's just that, that mirror, that big mirror being held up in front of us. And when you think about jealousy in particular, anytime you are jealous of someone or you fear yourself, that green monster coming out, 99% of the time it's because they have something that you want or they're doing something that you want to do. And you're neglecting that divine nudge from the universe or you won't go after it because, you know, I, do, I, I can't, I, I, I don't have the money or I don't have whatever. Or you're not even taking the steps to live out your true purpose. Because we're not jealous of the things we don't want to do or the things we don't like. We're jealous of the things we want. Why can't I have that? I want that. And I think that can be super toxic if you stay in that state. But those why questions, and I've said this, the why questions aren't the questions that make you better or stronger or any of the things. Why, what the why questions keep you trapped in that mental prison? Why, why not me? Why? But how can I do that? What are they doing that I don't, what, what skill do they have? How many hours? It's every other question other than why that will empower you to figure it out. And then maybe plant the footsteps and start moving in the right direction, whatever that journey might look like to achieve that thing that you so very badly want that might even just be tucked so far back. You've you've shoved it down so deep inside you and then it comes out as that green jealous monster in those moments when you really see somebody living out the life that you want. But you got to get out there and get after it. That was a little bit of a tangent talking about you know, jealousy competition, but all this stuff is really interchangeable. I think of like just folding my hands together and it just like just all intersects so nicely. And I think that's a lot. And it's all about perspective, right? This is all about changing that perspective and using those triggers to pull you back in that moment. Instead of being angry in it, I'm excited in it because again, like, okay, I'm not, I'm not jealous. Somebody's running the marathon, but I was really inspired today. I was like, wow, if all these people are out here and doing it, I can do it. But I had to, I had to talk myself back when I had all those negative thoughts. And we always have those. We're humans. Oh, it's not for me. It's too long. What if I get injured? I can't do it with soul cycle. Whatever, whatever. I was dishing myself out no's before the universe was even giving me no, before God was even giving me a no. Why would I answer for the big guy or anybody else? Why would I dim myself down and tell myself no without, just right out the gate, right off the bat? I haven't even tried yet. Imagine all the times that we do that to ourselves. We we dish ourselves a no when the universe or your higher power, whoever you believe in, I believe in God, when God has given me a yes. He's closed no door for me and yet I'm closing one on myself. Like, damn, damn, think about that. And this gonna be, this goes well beyond the marathon. I hope we're, we're understanding that when we're talking one-on-one here. So that's kind of my quick little hit for you this week. And I think it's probably pretty obvious that I'm going to apply for the marathon in November and we'll see what happens. I can't think of a better city to do it in than Boston. I've called this place home for the last five years. It's something I've really wanted to do and I've always talked myself out of it for whatever reason. And so I feel like I can either stand on the sidelines and watch other people achieve a dream that I so very badly want 
or I can throw myself in the ring in the arena of life and freaking try. And finally, you never know the kind of impact you could have on somebody by doing something brave. Like I was saying at the beginning, by doing that crazy thing, by doing that brave thing, by trying out for that team, by just freaking going for it, you yourself show someone else the way through it. And today there was a very interesting moment. I actually started almost crying when this happened. I saw an old friend of mine I haven't seen in years. We know that the pandemic has displaced everybody from different gyms and the souls and bigger. You don't see people as much in passing or in the places that we used to see people. Everybody's kind of been dispersed. And I saw my friend Ben Lund. He was running for a charity that we are both passionate about family reach. And I screamed his name because I was so surprised to see, you know, I could see the bibs and I knew that charity and I was screaming for everyone that ran by for MGH and Dana Farber and family reach and all these different organizations that I just know that I've done work with and are true to my heart and all the things. And I screamed and he ran over and he gave me a hug and he's like, you're my inspiration. Or he said something like that. I don't remember because I was so frazzled and sweating, like sweaty hugs and whatever. And I was like, holy crap, you just never know how doing something brave and showing up day in and day out and walking through it and putting yourself out there could be setting an example for someone else who needs you in that very moment. And it's like this giant snowball effect of inspiration and bravery and then being brave and inspiring others. It's just like they go hand in hand and they walk down the street of life together. That's honestly what's on my heart right now. And I'm just so proud of so many of my friends. It was seriously such a touching experience. And I had I had never really gone out there to really, I'm talking really get in it and cheer. I was at mile 20 today. Very different than trying to paw through to the finish line like I've done in previous years. And it was a really inspiring experience and I'm going to take that with me and and run with it quite, for lack for all, all the puns, all the puns on that and run with it and see what happens. I hope that this inspires you in this moment whenever it drops into your lap or whenever you turn it on in the car, wherever you're walking or however you're listening. I hope it finds you in a moment when you need it the most. And I hope it inspires you to really play full out in your life and show up as the best version of you. I think that's all I have for this week. Please subscribe. Share with a friend who might need it. That is honestly the biggest, best ripple effect that we could create on here. And until next time, may you always be joyful, loving, and above all else, fearless. Fearless.